Harry, I have no idea where this will lead us, but I have a definite feeling it will be a place both wonderful and strange. No, keep doing it. Keep doing it. <laughs> Horrible sound. Oh. Are you like a masochist? It sounds like something in like a... Yeah, keep doing it. It sounds like, <laughs> sounds like something you would hear like in a horror movie before you die. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Hey, everybody. Hey. hey, guys. You're listening to Same Peaks, y'all. My name's Eric. My name is Tess, and uh, this is the podcast where... Two librarian geeks mm-hmm. talk about the TV show Twin Peaks. Yep. One episode every, oh, let's just go ahead and say it, every four weeks. <laughs> every, we used, it used to be every two weeks, then it was every two or so weeks, then every four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It might go back to two weeks, but yeah. for now we're 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 good if we can hit it once a month. I would love to. Well, I'll, I don't want to spoil anything, but I, I've loved. I really enjoyed this episode, and I would love if we can go back up to two weeks. Oh snap! I would. We're going it's, back to the fortnight. It's hard though, because it's like hard to find the time. Yeah. You know? So yeah, because Eric's a dad now; he doesn't have time to podcast and <sighs> watch dad. TV. Did we? Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for anything. I don't have time. I know you don't have time to eat. I know you're on the new dad diet where you just like eat your daughter's leftovers yeah I, well what happens is whatever she's done eating i'm like give me that and i'm like cheerios mm, raviolis if you've uh, never listened to our show before uh eric is watching twin peaks for the first time he's never seen the show before you've got it i love the tv show twin peaks it's my favorite show and i I begged Eric to watch it with me so that I would have somebody to talk she to was, she pounded about up, Twin Peaks. pounded on my front door at <laughs> three in the morning, rain pouring down. My wife was like, who's that outside? I was like, it's just Tess. Tess talking about Twin Peaks. She was like, stop that. Get that woman off my porch. And the only way I would leave is if Eric would record this podcast with me. By the way, have you selected the microphone for this episode? I have. I okay, did. excellent. I did. The laptop tried to trick me and it tried to be like laptop was like you want to use laptop mic and i was like no laptop we've talked about this i want to use yeti mic so it is selected uh what episode are we talking about today we're talking about season two mm-hmm. episode 
Oh, crap. Episode eight. 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 Yeah. Episode eight. I mm-hmm. wrote down episode seven, but that is incorrect. It's episode eight. That's right. Of Twin Peaks. There it is. I'm on the right notes now. If Season you... two, episode eight, also known as Drive with a Dead Girl. That's a great name. We've talked about how the names were added, what, like in Germany or yes, something? Yes. When the show went into syndication in Europe, yeah, the, the Germans arbitrarily added titles they, to the... By the way, thank you, Germany. Yeah, for, thanks. Yeah, for adding titles. Now we now we use them. They're, they're canon to us now. If we, uh, if you haven't watched all the episodes before, we encourage you to watch an episode of Twin Peaks and then watch the... Uh, the uh, correlating episode of St. Peaks, y'all, so you can go along the show with us, because um, that's how I've been watching the show, yeah. essentially. So, And we just added a new segment mm-hmm. where we uh, we also discussed this. Now, the show aired, and yes. then when it went into syndication, mm-hmm. <laughs> David Lynch, creator, co-creator of Twin Peaks, added intros by the character log lady she she does an intro to every episode and i read last last time so you get to read this time are you are you in the character oh yeah yeah. wait wait let me scoot up my chair and uh yeah feel free to caress an imaginary log do you have any log shapes here i'm gonna use my flip flop okay oh that's nice Okay, I'm ready. Okay, are you ready? Here And I don't watch as much Twin Peaks as you, so I'm going to do my best. Uh, this is the Log Lady intro for uh, Episode 8, Season 2. Food is interesting. For instance, why do we need to eat? Why are we never satisfied with just the right amount of food to maintain good health and proper energy? We always seem to want more and more. When eating too much, the proper balance is disturbed and ill health follows. Of course... Eating too little food throws the balance off in the opposite direction, and there is the ill health coming at us again. Balance is the key. Balance is the key to many things. Do we understand balance? The word balance has seven... <laughs> the, word, the word balance has seven letters. Seven is difficult to balance, but not impossible. We are able to divide. There are, of course, the pros... And cons of division. Ah. I feel like, yeah, I give a little snaps for myself. Thank yeah, you. I, I don't think the log lady would have laughed in the middle of <laughs> her just, intro. It, it made me laugh a little <laughs> bit once we started considering the number of letters in the word balance. I, I, I thought it was really good. Um, by the way, that's actually really good health advice. It is. Yeah. I thought that was interesting that she talks so much about food, but then food is very important in this episode, yeah. as we will see. You had mentioned how usually the intro kind of ties in to the yeah, show Yeah, it's usually way. sort of kind of cryptically related. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that one is, I mean, we will see. Food is actually very Before important. we dive into our recap for the episode, mm-hmm. Tess, was there something that you would like to briefly discuss? Oh. Yeah. Oh, Eric wanted me to give you a brief yeah. uh, uh, book review it, of... We- Of David Lynch's book, Catching the Big Fish, which was Eric's birthday present to me. Thank you, Eric. Happy birthday! It's it's your birthday for like 14 days or whatever. (laughs) Happy birthday! It was my birthday. What did you think of the book? Eric gave me this book, Catching the Big Fish by David Lynch, which is all about 
It's like 90% about David Lynch's opinions about transcendental meditation. Yeah. And 10% about his kind of random thoughts about other things. It was really good. I liked it a lot. It was very informative and interesting. And um, one thing I did uh, learn while I was reading this is David Lynch is from Missoula. You know who else is from Missoula? Is it someone I know? On the char- on the TV show Twin Peaks, Maddie, the character <gasps> Maddie is from Missoula. <laughs> Do you think Maddie is modeled after someone he knew? Maybe. Or maybe he just needed to pick a small town that yeah. a girl could be from, and he picked Missoula. Have you ever been to Missoula? I've never Do been to Missoula. Do you think there's a David Lynch, like, uh, tour David Lynch's, like, childhood <laughs> home it's in Missoula? David Lynch Day in Missoula, Montana. Welcome to David Lynch Day! Parade! There's just, like, Kids walk, <laughs> walking around in little sailor uniforms, bouncing balls off walls, <laughs> and everyone's walking around. What's that thing they say about the pie? That's good pie! Or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was a really, uh, I would recommend it to any fans of David Lynch. Yeah. Um, definitely check it out. Look at this guy. He he's a he's a good looking man. He's a cool looking man. Do you think we'll ever get to meet him in real life? That would be awesome. Yeah. How hard is he to get a hold of? Probably really hard. He's a super famous dude. We should probably start by talking to Ringo Starr. Because <laughs> apparently in this book he has inter- he has interviews with the uh, Ringo Starr and David uh, Lynch knows the Beatles, so I'm gonna say he's probably a really famous dude. It's kind of hard to get a hold know, of. You know what though is that I was um I was thinking about this is that. Weren't the Beatles really big in the meditation too? Oh, they well, yeah, they were really into. Um, I mean, drug use and meditation. <laughs> sometimes those go hand in hand, like but sometimes Hare they Krishna, don't. Krishna, Maharishi, all those like Middle Eastern teachings I mean, and yeah. stuff like that. I also uh, there is a quote. There are lots of quotes in this book from a lot of uh, like the Upanishads and um, different texts. Um, and uh, there is a quote that is in this book that shows up in Twin Peaks: The Return. Ooh! And I did not realize it was a quote from something. I thought you it just was thought it was a cool quote. Yeah, I just thought it was in Twin Peaks: The Return. I thought it was uh, original to the TV show. I didn't realize it was a quote from something. And so when we get to that, <laughs> like two years from now, <laughs> we'll have to return. To it, this. It's well, we would have the return to the book. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's <laughs> Ooh, oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. Lady Gaga <laughs> liked my joke. Thanks, Mother Monster. The real quick I so I know my this is like a lot it. of what's the word? Like pre-talk before we get to the show. It's pre-show but, banter. But I think yeah. that's okay. The I've never watched a lot of other David Lynch stuff. Does meditate because Agent Cooper is into meditation mm-hmm. and yoga and getting to like that, you know, mm-hmm. next level or, or whatever David Lynch talks about. Does that show up in a lot of other David Lynch stuff I don't other feel, than Twin Peaks? I don't feel like it does, but I feel like I have gained huge insight into his work now because his work is very bizarre and he's, he gets a lot of apparently ideas yeah. um, like post-meditation and because of his access to the unified field 
and you gotta work um, hard at you gotta work really hard to get to that unified field yeah and like it's made him a more creative person I gotta read this book and this I, is, the more you're talking the more I'm like yes I feel like since I've read this like some really weird stuff that I've seen really weird stuff that I've seen in his movies makes so much more sense to me now because I'm like oh oh you dove deep into into a meditative state and you probably like pulled that out came out with this very interesting let me ask idea to, to do a little bit of like um uh production work <laughs> on the cast do you think it'll be worthwhile to every once in a while do a special episode where we talk about uh something else he's done totally like a movie or something yeah, that would be I, awesome. i'll tell you right now for 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 the listeners if we have any new listeners you know welcome welcome you guys, you guys, are, the, you guys you. are the best i love those new shoes you guys. <laughs> And to and to our 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 legacy listeners, yes. welcome as well. Particularly to our Thank biggest you. fan, Chris, mm-hmm. who reached out to me recently to let us know we did another great episode. Oh, thank you, Chris. He said, "Keep talking about Twin Peaks, and I'll keep listening." Very nice. Thank you so, so much. Thanks, Chris. We will keep listening, or we will keep listening to ourselves uh, talking. <laughs> Hopefully, you you'll keep listening. You keep listening to the noises coming out of our mouths, and we'll keep making those noises for you. Um, yeah, I think that might not be a bad idea to go into... Is it like... Has he done other TV shows too? Or um, I honestly no. don't know. I don't... You know, I don't know either. I'm going to have to look Maybe into we'll, it. Maybe we'll go into this. Yeah. Before we go... I know, there's a lot of pre-stuff. Uh, before we get to the show, yeah. though, we did get a new iTunes review for St. Oh, Pete's, Oh, yeah. Y'all. You wanted me to pull that up? Yeah, if you could pull that up pull on, that your, up. Uh, on your phone... Um, and listeners, if you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing, um, or rating or reviewing us on anything that you're listening to us on. Uh, we got a new review on iTunes and we would like to read that now for you and, uh, give it credit. I think the reviewer's name was, I'm going to see how well I can remember this. Oblong box girl. Oblong box girl. Oblong box girl. Okay. I see it. All right. Five stars. Thank you. Oh, I'll very box, much. That girl. box that you're sitting on Thank looks really you. good. Maybe she's laying in it. Yeah. I don't know. I love Twin Peaks, and I listen to quite a few TP podcasts, and have to say, this is my theme. I know. When I read that, I couldn't believe it. I like I Tess and Eric's unique perspective, and they're a joy to listen to. I wish the podcast came out more frequently, yeah. but that's okay. I wait patiently for each episode to hear their fun reactions. Thanks for bringing your lightheartedness to the world of Twin Peaks. Oh, Thank you so hey, much. Thanks, Oblong Box Girl. Thanks, Oblong Box Girl. That's nice. We appreciate that. That's awesome. very nice. Yeah. I heard, yeah, maybe one day we'll try to pick up the pace. It's hard because it's hard to find time <laughs> to watch a show and record, too. But we very much appreciate you guys listening. In fact, I think our friend uh, Elliot from the Rather Be Playing cast, they're watching the show. Him and his wife are watching the show, Twin Peaks. And they've, like, already almost caught up with the podcast. So awesome. It's, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. Well, um, thank you for mm-hmm. listening to our show and for rating and reviewing us. That's very sweet of you yeah. to take the time out of your life to give us a little rating and review. We I really know. appreciate You can do that. anything with your time. And if you do want to take a little bit more time out of your life, what's that email to the cast? <laughs> it's samepeaksyall at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Feel free to send us a little, uh, drop us a little note. Yeah. 
Yeah, send us your craziest Twin Peaks theory that you had yeah, while you were t- watching Tell the me. Show. And Tess is manning it, so don't worry about spoiling me. Tess has read and watched all of Twin Peaks. Um, so uh, if you want to tell Tess how appalled you are at how wrong I am, <laughs> I would, uh, how wrong my opinions are, uh, that is perfectly fine. All right. Let's get into let's our recap it. segment. This is our segment where I recap the episode and Eric fills in with his color commentary. We open on the Palmer house. Yep. It's night and it turns into day. Leland is practicing golf. Indoors, of course. Yeah, his golf swing. Donna and James swing by. They're here to say goodbye to Maddie. Leland claims that he's just dropped her off at the bus station. You just missed her. It's so weird, right? This would be a really cozy scene because there's kind of like the cute moment where yeah. Donna and James are looking at all the golf balls. and Except that Leland sees Bob in the mirror yeah. and Maddie Maddie's body is in the golf bag. Kind of a revelation that um, Laura's mom is not dead. Right? Yeah, I she's thought, up walking about. I thought if Maddie was dead, she's dead too, but she's fine. And she seems to have no recollection of what happened last night. That's true. Uh, highlight that. Highlight it. Highlight that mystery. Highlight it. You got it. You got it. That was actually a cool scene too, because you're right. It would normally be cozy, but since we knew what was going on, it was yeah. creepy, you know? Um, I watched this episode with Brett. I don't normally watch... Uh, I, I watched all of Twin Peaks at some point with Brett, um, but for this particular rewatch that I'm doing with you, I haven't really... I haven't been watching them with Brett, but he watched with me last night. He said that he felt it was weird that Leland put on a coat and then put down the um, the convertible in his car. <laughs> so he was like, why is he wearing a coat? If it's cold out, why are you... Why are you driving a convertible uh, around? <laughs> go ahead and highlight that. That's a, that's a that's a mystery we got to explore in a later segment. <laughs> Sherry visits Ben in jail. Um, first question he asks: Did you kill her? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so great too because it shows that like J- Jerry knows Ben's not a good guy, right? Yeah. Jerry, by the way, he's going to be Ben's lawyer because Ben's normal lawyer is Leland, mm-hmm. who is also going to go on trial for murder. So that's not helpful. Yeah. Uh, I love that Jerry is reading a book on criminal law, by the way. <laughs> he pulls that out of the bag. Like, OK, I kind of really love Jerry in this episode because he's kind of like, OK, so my brother's in bad shape. But we'll make it work or whatever. He's you know? trying so hard. Yeah. He's like, they can only hold you for 24 hours. Or is it 48? Yeah. Let me check the book. I like, um, I think it's this scene. It might be a later scene, but there's a part where like Ben is like wiping the bars down with like a disinfectant wipe or, or a handkerchief or something. It's like, I didn't realize that, like germs were a thing he was worried about. Like that, that was a thing in his character. Ben? Yeah, Ben, I mean. I mean, he's used to a more like hoi-toy life. He so the prison's not up to a standard. No. He give it a low Yelp review. <laughs> Ben, uh... Dirty bars, wouldn't open the door. (laughs) Ben, um, confesses that he was with Catherine the night of the murder, which... Which I've forgotten about, that he was doing things with Catherine. Yeah, which, that doesn't help his case any, because Catherine hasn't been seen (laughs) by anyone. It's like, anywhere he turns, something bad has happened. Like, he's kind of cornered, you know? And then there's a very David Lynchian scene... Where Jerry notes that there are bunk beds in the in the yes. cell, and he's like, "Oh, this reminds me of when we were kids." And and 
so-and-so was dancing with a flashlight in our room. And then there's like a flashback to Jerry and Ben as children watching a young woman dance with a flashlight in a room. And I timed it. This goes on for more than a minute. It's a long scene. It's a very long scene. And it's very cozy creepy because it's the cute little boys on their bunk beds. But it's kind of creepy watching this woman dance with a flashlight. It's But is it a full grown woman or just an older girl? I think she's like an older girl. Yeah, like, like a maybe- young woman like maybe a teenager 14 like i'm guessing oldest? maybe she's maybe their babysitter yeah yeah well, she's dancing sexy like yeah you know i, I guess so did well, you think it was a provocative dance it was flashlight? it was yes it was a creepy scene but i think it was a provocative dance mm. i think it was very similar to like those kind of uh, uh like feather dances okay about a burlesque show by the way how adorable are them as kids they're so cute which got, is why it's also a cozy scene i got a very like uh christmas story vibe <laughs> yeah. from them like these little kids with, with their, their glasses. glasses and they're like oh boy it's a girl that was a great scene. Qu- quick, well, highlight that scene because okay. I got a que- I got a question for it later. Which okay, I'm gonna roll into mysteries. So. All right, Lucy is back. Oh boy, we haven't seen Lucy for a while. I've forgotten about her and her sister Gwen. Yeah. Oh, her sister Gwen is kind of an awful person. Can we just come right out and say that? And the first glimpse of that we get is this really conver- really weird conversation that they have with Hawk where she's like, oh, this must be the native person that you work with. I bet you hate white people. And Hawk is like... Some of my best friends are white people. That's a good joke, though. Uh, on Hawk's part, I you know? know? But it's such a... She's so weird. Later, does Andy think that's her kid? We'll get to yeah, that Yeah, because I'm like, does Andy not know, like, how do babies work? <laughs> we'll get to that in a okay. moment. But it looks like Lucy's story checks out. Lucy yeah. said she was going to see her sister who was having a baby, and now here she is with her sister and a baby. So yeah. it looks like her story checks out. And maybe she was just looking at abortion um, Yeah, maybe flyer, she got um, the numbers brochures, mixed up. Yeah. Brochures. Yeah. Clinics. Yeah. yeah clinics. Um, Harry and Cooper find Leland dancing at the Great Northern. Yes. And they let him know that Ben has been arrested for Laura's murder. And, oh, Leland is crying. And then, oh, Leland is laughing. That's actually, like, one of my favorite scenes. You like that scene. It's so good because I like the idea of, like, this guy. So go ahead and highlight him um, laughing and crying. Um, Bob, right, inside Leland's Mm -hmm. body. Because I like this idea of... Of, like, him pulling it over on other people. And he's, like, into it. Like, he right. likes tricking people. Yeah. And he's he like, does a victory dance yeah. after he's tricked Coop. He does. Yeah, you think that's what it was? <laughs> I think so. What's the deal with him dancing, by the way? I don't know. He's been doing a lot of dancing. And how about when he's, like, he's, like, call me Frank. Like, Frank Sinatra? Is that what he's saying? Or, um, Fred. No, he said, call me Fred. Like Fred, Fred Astaire. Well, either yeah. one. You're that great of a dancer. I mean, I mean, not to like. I mean, maybe he is, but I mean, that's kind of like me doing the moonwalk and be like, "Nah, just call me Michael." You know? <laughs> oh, no, it was such a weird scene, but yeah, that was that was good. But Coop sent something, right? Yeah, like he, was like, he did. He was like, "I'm gonna, you go on ahead. I'm gonna check out yeah. what's going on, Truman. You go police the hallway. <laughs> you go watch after that hallway." Uh, Doc Hayward's getting Ben's blood sample. They're gonna do a little interrogation. Ben here. Yeah. Um, 
I love this. Um, Coop knows all about Jerry's yes. law career, and poor Jerry apparently last in class last in at class. Uh, Gonzaga University, and he apparently had to uh, take the bar test three times. Um, and Jerry's like, I'm not on trial. <laughs> yeah, Jerry's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I like that scene because it, it, it reminded us, like, Coop's got this incredible memory, right? Coop is a smooth interrogator, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Also, there's a hilarious moment where Coop says, do you know what this is? He has the diary. Yeah. He puts it on the table. He says, you know what this is? And Jerry's trying so hard to be, a, like, a good, like, counselor. He's like, it's a book. <laughs> And Ben's like, I think I missed that. Book. That's really funny. It's, it's a, a book. That's all you need to say. The um, I the beginning of that scene where they're drawing Ben's blood and yeah. it shows um Doc Hayward, Doc Hayward, yeah, putting the gloves on. Uh huh. I thought in the way he was sitting, Ben, I uh-huh. thought he was getting a uh. Getting his, oh, getting his. For the listeners, I'm making a motion with my fingers. Yeah, to, like a like a prostate. Exam? Well, to check to make sure he doesn't have anything oh. hidden in his uh, butt. His anus. <laughs> his anus? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't. That's what I thought was going to happen. That's why when Jerry was like, "This is how dare you this treat is my an outrage," that's what I thought. I was like, "Well, yeah, that is a little weird." I mean, he's been in here for at least a full day. Yeah, We're doing no. that now. No, I think Jerry's just trying anything yeah. to get Ben out. Um, Leo listens to that micro cassette. Yes. And it's the conversation between Ben and Leo about burning down the mill. So mm-hmm. Leo's actually pretty smart. He was he was recording that conversation. Now, what does Bobby think he's going to do with that? Is he going to blackmail <sighs> Ben into getting giving him a job? <sighs> because after that, Shelly's like... Oh, something about bills, and and Bobby's like, "Don't worry, baby, I'm gonna go into business soon." I I, I mean, I think so. Or he's just gonna blackmail him for money or something. Yeah, I mean, so, something like that. Like instead of, I don't know, it, it's just another like swindle, right? Mm-hmm. He's rocking a very nice do rag on his head for some reason <laughs> in this scene. I don't know where that came from. And I guess Leo like threw a bunch of tomato soup on her face or something. Yeah, I guess so. Like just, she was trying to feed him and, and he, he made around. a big mess. You think he said new shoes when he did it? Probably. Yeah. New shoes! Splashed it on her face, so. Norma's mother is in town. New character. A new character. And... Another new character, husband. her husband. Yeah, because yeah, okay. she's got a new husband. I guess that's why she's in town. What are we up to? 20 something? There's a lot of characters in this <laughs> so show. So many characters. So many, I forget about them sometimes. We didn't even see Big Ed once I in the show. I know. I'm so sorry for you. No, um, it's okay. I do need like to have like this complicated like yarn map set up because <laughs> characters will show up at a like, like this episode. I was like, I forgot Lucy was even a character. I know. We haven't seen, we haven't her. seen her in several yeah, episodes. Yeah. Norma's mother is very interesting. She is introduced to us by eating off of another, like a guy's plate. Yeah. Like she's just like, "Oh, are those real potatoes? Let me taste off your plate." Um, but yeah, she's married Ernie, and uh, she, I guess she wants to introduce her new husband to Norma. Norma is generally very unhappy to see her mother. Yeah, the, they uh, must not have a the very mom. Good relationship. What's the mom's name again? 
<laughs> Norma's mom. Great question. Don't know. Norma's mom. <laughs> don't, don't know. I need to consult the yarn map. The um, She was an interesting <laughs> character because normally, like, that action of eating off someone's plate, like, in kind of like what I would think is being really rude, would be like she's looking down her nose at everything, mm-hmm. which at first I thought. But then later, I didn't get that vibe. Like, it was really interesting. Like, at first I thought she was like... Oh, you're still here in this kind of dive. Vivian. Vivian, of course. And I thought, of course, course she's a Vivian. (laughs) The, uh, uh, by the way, if any listeners are named Vivian, we love you. Yeah. (laughs) Vivian's a great name. Yeah. Vivian's the name of the mom from uh, Happy Days. So that's That's a a great mom name. That's a great mom name. Uh, (laughs) Is your mom's name Vivian? No, my mom's name is Lois. Uh, Another great mom name. That is my, uh, my mom's name is not Vivian. Anyway, (laughs) but Vivian in the show, like, is complimenting. Norma, like she says, like oh your figure looks great and your store looks great, but I don't get a vibe that it's condescending. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh-huh. So I think there's, unless I'm not picking up on like what I'm supposed to, I get the vibe that there's something that happens. There's history. And she even at first when she mentions Hank, before Hank shows up, I think she's like, oh you're still with that guy. But then when he shows up, it seems like she she Happy likes to Hank. See him. Yeah, yeah. She, it looks like she likes Hank more than she likes yeah. uh, Norma. You know, so I don't I don't know exactly what's going on with that character. Um, we get the scene of Mike's arm twitching. Yes. His, like, his arm that's not there is kind of twitching. And he says, he's close. And then he ditches his police, uh, I don't know, the police that were watching him. He gets rid of them and he... And he escapes. He, like, whacks him on the back of the head. Yeah. Gets out the window. I had kind of forgotten about Mike. My, well, I guess the last time we saw him, he had... Mike being the one-armed man, yes. by the way. Not Mike, Bobby's friend Mike. <laughs> also known as Snake. <laughs> Let's just refer to that one as Snake. Okay. Which you promise... You keep promising is going to show will. up. There's more snake. Man, I miss Trust snake. Trust me. I miss snake so much in my life. I know. He'll be back. Um, the one-armed man, uh, yeah, he had his attack in the last episode, and now he's under, like, police watch. But yeah. not anymore. He's escaped. Uh, Hank comes back, yeah. right? He's been missing for several days. And he was like, sorry, I'm late to work. She's, just, like, she's like, 48 hours isn't like late to and work. And he just like sweet talks his he way well, right he's, back. He's super smooth. Right back he, in. He's tricking me. Because yeah. I'd be like, oh, you're right. And then I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> You'll be like, you're right, man. He's just trying to get back into life, man. He's got enemies. And I'm like, wait a second, Hank. What's going on around here? Um, Harry's doing some bird watching. Yep. Um, Saw a woodpecker. Yep. A pileated woodpecker. What does that mean? Outstanding. Is that a type of woodpecker? I think it's a type of woodpecker, yeah. 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 Hmm. Pete thinks it's outstanding. Pete um, comes in. He's basically there to report Josie missing. Yeah. It's like, Josie's been gone. And uh, Pete really cares about Josie, so he's he's sad that she's gone. And they've so- they're sort of comparing notes because uh, Harry's like, yeah, I know she's gone. She left with her assistant. And Pete's like, oh, that was her cousin, Jonathan. He's like, no, it's her assistant, Mr. It's a Lee. Different person, yeah. And they're like, hmm, we both have a bad feeling about this. Yeah, but Pete doesn't know that Truman had a thing with Josie, right? Guess not because it was a secret. Wasn't it was it? a secret, although Pete does say like when I, Pete says that he loved Josie, he means it more in like a like like a sister daughter sort of way, right? Pete, you mean? Yeah. Oh, you mean like Pete, like he loved her as in a like he a dad daughter kind of way, I not a like, no no romance going no on between romance. Josie, not and at Pete, all. Right? Pete is head over heels in For love with Catherine. Catherine. Yeah, that's a what thousand I think. percent. But then Truman says he loves her. 
which I think Truman saying it as in Truman he loved romantically loves, her. loves yeah. Josie. But Pete probably thought that as in like, yeah, we all love Josie. Yeah, you know? yeah. He didn't know about that. Maybe, but maybe Pete did know about Truman and Josie because because Josie and Pete lived at the same house. He would have noticed Truman coming around all the time. So maybe he was in on the secret. I think, or did the writers forget it was supposed to be a secret? <laughs> <laughs> they forgot it was supposed to be a secret, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I maybe. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. That was a cute scene, though. I really yeah. liked that scene a lot. That was something I learned in this book, by the way, and catching the you big You mean fish. David Lynch's Catching the Big Fist, yes. Meditation, Consciousness, and Creativity. <laughs> yeah. Um, he talks a little bit about Twin Peaks in here, um, in the 10% that is not about meditation. And... Um, and he talks about how in the 90s, a lot of television was episodic. Yeah. And I guess uh, it was really hard to keep a storyline going because a lot of people would tune in and then tune out for a couple weeks and then tune back in. Yeah. And so the audience would often forget yeah. parts of your story. So it was really hard to keep stories straight back then in the 90s. So interesting. So, yeah. There's no like wiki for you to just like check real quick. <laughs> Not like nowadays. The original wiki was like a guy on the street named Wiki. <laughs> What happened? Well, I watched it. I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> Josie's gone missing. <laughs> Andy sees Lucy with the baby and faints. I think Andy, for Andy a moment, thought it was his. Thought it was. But Lucy. she left. Like, how much time has passed? Like a week? Only yeah. She left. That long. Not showing at. I mean, granted, some, some women just don't show, right? That's like Amanda true. did not show at all when 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 she was pregnant until I would say like the last month or so. It's true. You know? There are some women who like really don't show and then all of a sudden yeah so maybe she yeah. did but i mean i don't know but uh, no i think andy just had a moment he like that's a great pass out like head like <laughs> heels straight up in the air right like a it cartoon was really great poor guy oh pete has a message for ben this yes. was kind of a crazy scene uh in the messages that Catherine is alive he's playing a message yes. from Catherine oh, on man. a little tape player yeah. and Catherine says she will corroborate his alibi she will testify that she was with him that night that Laura was murdered in exchange for him selling her back Ghostwood Estates and the mill yeah now here's something interesting ingenious it, oh she, master a master stroke. She really is um, quite, quite the, uh, quite the strategist. Strategist. I was trying to look in your eyes and try to figure out what word you were going to say. I was say. thinking Slytherin, but that's <laughs> she's very cunning uh, and <laughs> oh, could we? Well, not now, but one day we should have a whole episode where we sort, we them sort all? everybody. Oh, man. Yeah. Yes. Um, this is very interesting. I'm yes. pretty sure in this episode. In this, I, because after this moment, Pete, by the way, is getting a kick out of this moment of, I'm kind of surprised because I would think you. Pete would be a little upset to find out that Catherine was unfaithful to him. Or maybe he's like, you know what? I'm real about what? our relationship. We weren't really having a great relationship. I'm not that surprised that she was being unfaithful. Um, but now, guess what? Now I get to, like, torture Ben Horn, and that's pretty it's funny. It's so interesting. So Pete's, like, really... I thought he was acting kind of... He's pretty of devious. Out of character. Scene, yeah. I've never seen him laugh in, like, this malicious way towards someone 
someone's misfortune, even if it is Ben. And I did not know that he had so much resentment towards Ben. Yeah. Now, someone could say, like, maybe he resents Ben because he found out later that he was sleeping with his wife, Catherine. But I actually think, I think Pete knew about Catherine's affair while it was going on. I think Pete's one of those people, you love her, and whatever she does with someone else, it's fine. And I think he might have, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it just... I don't know. That was just a weird scene. It was like, a weird why scene. Why is he so... Unless he's so... Because he loves Catherine. He's thinking... He's laughing because of how, like, genius his wife yeah, is. Yeah. And how, how, like, how much she's getting out of this deal, yeah, too. Yeah, maybe. Um, or maybe he's also viewing her affair as part of the strategy. Not thinking that it was, you know, something emotional. Ben uh, goes into a rage after this. And he calls... He says the B word. Which I felt like was very... Um, the B word. Oh, the dog B word. Yeah. Oh. For 90s TV, I yeah. thought that was... Like, I, I just an observation. <laughs> it is I very had. hard to look tough when you're like just covered in feathers and <laughs> smashing your feather pillows everywhere. And he does. Yeah. And he gets very upset. I thought that police... So a police officer comes in. I thought the police officer was going to say, you got to clean all this up. <laughs> you got to clean these feathers up. You got to fix that bed mattress. You got to fix it all. But uh, he didn't. I guess he just let Ben... I was I find it interesting, too, whenever we see a police officer that is not... One of uh, our crew. Yeah, Truman, Hawk, or Andy. Like, just to remind us that there are other police officers in the town of Twin Peaks. This episode also had a rare, like, outside in, like, cars kind of scene. Yeah. You know, a lot of it's indoors or outside at, like, one location. We're just getting to that right now. Leland. Leland is driving all over the road. (laughs) Back and forth. This way This is There was... This is an interesting moment because Leland is singing the song, Surrey with the French mm-hmm. from Oklahoma. Which I just saw for the first time last time. Very good show. Oh, cool. I did. It's a great show. Yeah, Oklahoma. Cooper is whistling. Yes. Sorry with a fringe. Yeah. They can't hear each other. Psychic connections. Psychic connections. Psychic connections. Psychic connection. Cooper also randomly asks Truman if um, they have, like, driver's ed in Twin Peaks. Yeah. And then suddenly they find Leland. He's like, oh, we got a dropout. And luckily no one got hurt. Luckily no one got hurt. Um, Leland's excuse is, oh, I was driving to the golf course and I must have started thinking about Ben. And my mind wandered. Um Hey, Coop, do you want to see my new clubs? You want to check out my new clubs? What was that about? Was he going to... Club him to was death? Was he going to club Like, Cooper? on the road? It looked like so he was part gonna. of me was... So, here, there's a couple things we got to break down, which I guess we can... Co- we should file this under a mystery. So, okay. go ahead and highlight all this. But... Wh- which parts do you want me to highlight? The, the whole... The whole Everything thing. outside in that everything scene. Everything outside. Just okay. circle it all. Because right. I, I got... This we, entire scene. We got to break this down. It's not so much a mystery that I'm going to... I, I well, I might have a theory, but we we can break this down together in, okay. the, in the next area, in okay. the next segment, because this is a boy. What's going on over here? What is going on? Also, I just really love the moment too, though. There's a sweet, cozy moment just right inserted into this craziness where Leland asks Coop, "Do you like to play golf?" And golf says, "I enjoy its precision." Yeah, he enjoys his precision. <laughs> Of course. Uh, but they get a call. So Coop doesn't get clubbed to yeah. death because they get a call real quick. Hawk has found Gerard, the uh, 
one-armed man, um, Mike. The shoe Gerard, salesman. The shoe Extraordinaire. salesman. The one-armed man yeah. by the waterfall. So they've got to go and What was he and doing by the him. waterfall? We don't know. I like that. Doing. What's he doing by the... I mean, he could have gone anywhere. He jumped right out of the window. Is it, Well, the waterfall is probably near the northern... It was. Yeah, so... Yeah. But anyway, I guess I'll throw something in there. Lucy's sister, again, is awful. There's a scene... Yes. <laughs> ...where Andy is kind of being nursed back to health by Lucy. You yeah, know, a big old knot on his fall, head. Yeah. And she's got, like, an ice pack maybe on his head. Or uh, maybe a warm compress. I don't know what she's doing. And and he's trying to tell Lucy about his sperms. Yeah. And Gwen keeps interrupting. But he finally does get it out. He, he says, finally shut tells- up. That's what he says. <laughs> he <does>. Shut up. <laughs> he does finally And he finally does tell her, like, I had my sperms counted twice. And the first time, there weren't a whole lot. And the second time, there were a lot. They were leaping like salmon. I'm the father. And Lucy's like, oh, crap. Yeah. Because she just told Dick Tremaine that he's the father. Yeah. So now she's in quite a conundrum. Well, she doesn't know, right? She doesn't know. She doesn't know. Yeah, Lucy's sister... um, not very um, observant of other people's emotional states. What a mess. Yeah. Also, is. it's kind of tough, too. She was describing that situation where she has her newborn baby and she's like, oh, good. Another man in this world. I know. Isn't she's, that terrible? Well, on one hand, it's terrible. She's gone through some stuff. She really That has. probably, you know, for you to be handed your, your baby... And then to immediately think, like, now there's another man or whatever. What did she say? Like, sperm shooter in the world. It makes me think she went through some stuff. And I'm willing to bet we probably won't figure out what that is. I think Gwen might need to go see, like, a therapist. Dr. Jacoby. <laughs> Dr. Jacoby. Paging Dr. Jacoby. Paging Dr. Jacoby. He'd be like, all. What, did he say? what is my favorite quote of his? All, all problems are, are sexual se- problems. All problems are sexual problems. <laughs> that man. Oh. Um, we haven't seen Dr. Dr. Jacoby in a long I time. Know. I miss He's him. on the islands. Maybe he'll be back. Maybe. Winking at me. Um, <gasps> Harry. Oh, so they bring in the one-armed man yes. to look at Ben. Yeah, he's like staring at and him. And determine whether Bob is within Ben. And the one-armed man said, Bob is not here. He's close. Yeah. Or he was here, or but he's not here. He's not within Ben. And Jerry and Ben are like... WTF? No one tells them what's going is on. Is going yeah, they, on? Yeah, and and and, um, and Mike is like just like. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> By the way, actor, actor, so good, phenomenal, so phenomenal good. actor. <sighs> He's close, but he does not hear. You know what yes, I'm saying? He's so <sighs> good. Now Harry decides that he's going to charge Ben. With murder. Well, because Jerry, like, tries to bluff his way out. Yeah. Like, you can either charge him or let him go. And Harry's like... I'm charging, charging you. And Ben's like, great move, Jerry. Great move. Great move. Um, Coop uh, does not agree. Yeah. Coop says, uh, it wasn't Ben. And Harry's like, I'm tired of all this mumbo jumbo. Yeah. I'm tired of the dreams and the dwarves and the giants. Uh, we've got evidence against Ben, and I'm charging him with murder. And Coop says, well, I don't agree, but I accept it. I'm an outsider. Yeah. I've, you know, I need to let you do your job. And he walks away. And he walks away. The, um, I, this is actually, I think, a, one of the, f- I don't want to say one of the few good moves of 
Sheriff Truman, but a good move on his part, because mm-hmm. as the viewers, we know that he's got the wrong person, right? Yeah. We know Ben's a bad guy, or he's done a lot of things illegal, but he is not the killer of Laura. We right. Know, you know, he doesn't have the spirit of Bob in him or, or, or whatever. But if we're sheriffs in the real world, I think they've done a lot of, like, liberal use of their powers based on dreams right. that in, in real life, probably not very acceptable. So I think that given what Harry knows... Charging Ben is the best choice for him, you know? So I thought that was a good move. And I did like him being like, hey, we're friends and all. But dude, you know, we've been on this ride for a while now. I gotta, I gotta jump off, you know? He he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't have the psychic powers or whatever, you know? Um, Ooh, we have dinner with uh, Norma and Vivian and Hank and Ernie. We find out that Hank and Ernie know each other. Yeah, that's a great scene. Yeah, from prison. He, like, starts patting Ernie on the back with his greasy steak hands, (laughs) too. And he's eating ribs. Yeah. And he's like, ah. Um, Ernie claims that he's not gambling and lying anymore. Um, did you notice that Hank is wearing his domino? I saw that. Yeah. He's wearing it. It's like a bola tie. Yeah. Like he, it's a part of like his his, ensemble. I don't know if that's like a talisman, like a personal talisman Mm, of his. Yeah. Not in like the magical sense, but just like it's like his His somehow. Or maybe he lives life by gambling, like Mm. something like that. Yeah. I'm not sure I believe Ernie when he says that he's not gambling anymore because Norma saw uh, that newspaper that he was carrying and yeah. it said something like a thousand dollars on something also whatever. in the earlier scene when they were still at the diner like he had that big phone and he's like yeah there's a fax from tokyo waiting for us at the hotel and i was like uh, is there is there a fax from tokyo waiting for you right now maybe but maybe not, You're not buying it how many faxes from tokyo have you received today tess zero i haven't received any either zero. so but uh, i'm not like a mover and a shaker if like any Ernie listeners from prison if any listeners are living in tokyo right now feel free to send us a fax to I wish we had a fax number to promote on this show <laughs> but we don't um there's a perfect um just a perfect like scene of Cooper of milk and pie and yeah. a tape recorder I just love that image well that scene was interesting I didn't notice that I saw the tape recorder but I didn't know what it was yeah and I saw the pie and the milk and I was like is this another Pete scene that's the first thing I thought uh, like Pete's having some milk because the milk uh, and then it turned out to be Coop. it's Coop uh, Coop shirtless in the scene he is how are you doing you, <laughs> you, you okay Tess I'm recovering yeah. <laughs> I, I'd also um, you can see his bandage yeah. because lest you forget that Coop is still recovering from yeah. gunshot wound. That's probably because David Lynch was worried we would forget as yeah. the viewers. Yeah. Know. Audrey comes in to talk mm-hmm. to Coop. Mm-hmm. Um, he grabs that gun to make sure. Yes. Right? Well, yeah. I, I mean, the last time he answered someone the door, shot him. someone shot him. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a good lesson learned. Yeah. Good him. <laughs> um, she says that she she wanted to talk to him about how her father's been arrested yes. and she said that she really wanted her father to love her but she thinks that her father's ashamed of her um and she wants Coop to know that she never what 
never had sex had with sex anyone. with anyone. Yeah, that's else. what I'm thinking. Why does she want Coop to know that? I think so that he yeah he I knows think that she, she saved herself. I think for yeah him? she saved herself for him, which I think I've already talked about this. Guess I how I feel about that think, relationship. I still don't think Coop is interested in her. Well, he might be interested in her. I still feel like there's chemistry between I Coop and Audrey. I think there's definite chemistry. Um, but I feel like Coop is keeping it profesh. Tess, all yeah. problems are sexual problems. The um, I think Coop, by the way, in that scene, super profesh when she asked, like, do you think he did it or whatever? Yeah. He, he, we know that he thinks that he did not do it. Right. But Coop but is he said total. He could have, have, have said, well, my buddy Truman. I t-, you know, he could have like. Yeah, he'd be like, well, I had a dream. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> I had a dream and psychic stuff tells me. Yeah, but, and uh, the spirit of Bob is not within him. Yeah, so. he, he left all that out. He just said that's up to the courts to decide, which is 100% true, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know about that relationship. I, I think it's one of those – I think that's another thing that if if it was another time or if they were different people or, you know. Yeah. It's a tough one because there's definitely yeah, – Or maybe in a few years. Yeah, when it's a little bit less. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask a question about the return, <laughs> but I won't because I don't want the pigeon to peck my eyes out. Or no, is it a dove? What is it? It's, it's been a- so long. <laughs> the spoiler dove. Is it the spoiler, yeah, dove? spoiler dove? Yeah, okay. I don't want the spoiler dove to peck my eyes out. Um, but they get a phone call. And um, it's because they found the body of Maddie. Yeah. Uh, so they go out there. And that's the end of the episode. They go out there. And Maddie is... Rap. Rap. <laughs> I wish... I, why couldn't it... Wait, who called them, do you think? Probably policeman or something. Yeah. I wish it was Pete. Oh, Is there any chance no. to get a... Poor Pete. Maddie's. to find so rah. many bodies. Dropping his milk everywhere. Oh, poor guy. Andy's still crying. Where was Andy? Probably still getting his head nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eric. That ends the episode. That ends the episode and thus begins our next segment. So many mysteries. So many mysteries. So many mysteries. So many mysteries. Um, so many. You, our first is about Sarah. You said you had a mystery about Sarah. The Did fact I? That she's still oh, alive. Yeah, she's still alive, and she doesn't remember. So it makes right. me ask. So right now in the show, because uh, uh, I haven't, you know, obviously watched right. anything past this point. We don't know the extent of Bob's powers, mm-hmm. right? We know he can go into bodies and he probably has some kind of psychic powers. Makes me believe maybe he can make people forget things. Maybe. He can maybe wipe memories. That's my theory, maybe. Or maybe um, maybe Leland just roofied her. And that's why she doesn't remember the night before. Leland just what? Roofied her. Oh. Or drugged her. And that's why she doesn't remember the night before. Do we have any... Has that happened on the show before? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Either. Okay, so maybe Ru- Rufy or Psychic. I'm just stuff. saying, it doesn't necessarily have, have to, to be, be psychic mystical. Stuff. Yeah, it could okay, just be. that's true. That's true. It doesn't have to be mystical. It could just be just regular <laughs> drug her. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, did, <laughs> did you have a mystery about him wearing his coat in the convertible? Because that was just something Brett pointed yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, not, not a mystery, but just a theory is that maybe Bob experiences temperatures in a different way. Maybe. Perhaps. In that scene later where he's like crying and then laughing, he's sweating a lot. Like he's he just, is. He's a straight up moist boy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's a moist boy like our friend Kylo Ren. He's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a total moist all the time, just a wet water dripping out of his face. So I'm wondering if he doesn't experience temperature in the same way. Um, or it, they just put a coat on and then put the convertible. What was it? Kylo? Oh, no. Ugh. Stop talking about Kylo, right? Yeah. Oh, man. He's probably wet right now. He's probably, he's probably one of those things like when he comes to people's houses, they, 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 have, they put like a sheet over the over the, the dining room chair because they know he's going to leave like a little so a tushy-shaped mean i'm just saying he's a moist boy that's not mean <laughs> kylo ren if you're listening we love you boy did you have a did you have a uh a mystery about the bunk beds and the dancing with the flashlight well i was not a mystery but a question yeah and so we have to be careful because i'm worried for new listeners there is a dove that I think I swore on the heart of a dove yes. that if I pursued spoilers, information about episodes beyond where we are in the podcast or anything else, a dove will come and peck my eyes out. Mm-hmm. It is canon at this point. Yes. So we have to be careful. But I was going to ask you, do we ever revisit the dancing woman again? I don't think we do. Okay. Because when Brett and I were watching this episode, we both looked at each other and said, I don't remember this part. <laughs> So I don't think it's, she comes back. It's a great scene because, and I don't, I'm not a, I, I don't know a lot of technical film stuff, but not only is she dancing in kind of like she's backlit by like light in the hallway yeah. and it's dark, but the film is doing that thing where, I don't know what it is, like she's moving, kind of like, but it's like, it's almost like recording at like half speed yeah. or something. It's like real creepy. But then when the camera cuts to the, the boys, it's normal speed, yeah. you know? So, I don't know. I was just going to ask if we saw her again. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Brett and I both looked at each other, and he said, I don't remember the scene. And I said, I don't remember the scene either. And then we both started doing David Lynch impressions. Mark, I need a scene of a woman dancing in the dark. I had a vision while I was meditating of a woman dancing with a flashlight. I need a scene. And I know it doesn't make any sense, but it's going to look really great on think, camera. Do you think David Lynch saw that image while he was meditating? Maybe. That's, I it mean, could be. It's, <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about this a lot on the cast, but I've been getting more and more interested in like meditation, different types. Yeah. And like, it's just so interesting to me that like... Your favorite show, in many ways, a lot of the parts have probably been pulled from like that other area the mind goes to when David Lynch is uh, meditating, yeah. right? So interesting, you know. Uh, real quick, the uh, if that woman doesn't show up again, Eric's random theory of the episode: that woman who is dancing with the flashlight is Cream Corn Kid's mom. <laughs> <laughs> and that is by my random theory of the episode. Um, you have a theory about Leland crying and then laughing. Yes. So, well, once again, like theory slash, I wonder because we, we know that Bob is the one that is putting uh, letters underneath people's fingernails, yes. which we still don't have the full story on. Yeah. And we know that Coop has been pursuing Bob, yes. not knowing that it's Bob. All of this time, mm-hmm. right? And I guess we're assuming that Bob can leave other people's bodies because it wasn't. We're all. It probably wasn't Leland who was leaving those fingernail 
that that was murdering people outside of Twin Peaks. I don't think it is. So it's just like a lot of like how much of what Bob is doing is personal towards Coop, right? Mm. Like why – what is going – is Bob just – this is this is less of a theory more of like me just like talking my way through it. But like is Bob just like he just wants to kill – like 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 a Mike, uh, the man with one arm, the shoe salesman says, like Bob likes all the like the pleasures, right, of mm-hmm. murdering and and sexy time stuff and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so like, is he just going crazy, or is there like some reason for it? A vendetta against Coop? Mm-hmm. I mean, he put. I oh, I did have you highlight the car thing, so we'll wait till we get there. But okay. I mean, he he clearly was going to do something to Coop. On the side of that road, what's going on? But then when he leaves the letters under the fingernails, something bigger is going on than just a man murdering and, you know, and sexy timing his way around, you know. (laughs) So, I don't know. There's just more going on here that we just do not know. Well, let's break down that um, side of the road scene. Question one. Was he swerving all around to have Coop pull him over so he can whack him with a club? Or was he swerving around... And then they pulled him over, and then he goes, now I'm going to whack him with a club. Oh, no. Yeah. He seemed, when I was watching it last night, he seemed kind of like, oh, I'm getting pulled over. Right? Like, not like, ha-ha, I got pulled over, but ah, okay, let me keep saying yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I don't think he did. So then, which leads me to go, why is he swerving all over the road? Right? Yeah. How? Here's questions about Bob. Why is he dancing? And, and here's it though. You're in a tough spot. We've talked about this before because you have out of game knowledge, right? right? But like, why is he dancing? Also, how long has Bob been in Leland's body? I'm still, I know that we're supposed to think that Leland killed Laura, but I don't know right now. Can Bob jump out of bodies? Oh, yeah. Did someone else, you know what I mean? Real quick, I do have an apology to make towards you because. For me? Yeah, because I. Uh, I told for the listeners, you. Tess has dropped to one knee. <laughs> The the spoiler dove is here giving his blessings. <laughs> I told you that you were going to receive more closure yeah. about that question in this episode, and I was incorrect. It's I am, a future. So. I am thinking of a particular okay. episode, which I thought was this episode, but I was wrong. It wasn't. So I should one. probably just assume that Leland killed Laura. I mean, I'm not. I yeah. mean, I don't want to say that. Blink because... twice. Because, <laughs> right, like, if I was to go strictly by what I know in the show so right. far without any out of game, I still wouldn't be convinced. I would. Do you ever see the movie? Was it called Fallen with Denzel Washington? I don't think I have seen that movie. In this movie, there's a spirit that can jump in and out of bodies. And Denzel Washington's character, apparently there was a criminal that, I don't know, did something bad to Denzel Washington. Or Denzel Washington put him away. And it was the same spirit. And he's been, like, kind of tormenting him. And I get that as a Bob vibe. No, I think Fallen came out after Twin Peaks. So that would have been inspired by Bob. But I'm just wondering, like, even though we saw Leland do all these bad things, was Bob in Leland when Laura was killed, which in our in-show timeline is two weeks ago. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. And also, Leland wasn't acting like swerving all over the road and dancing two weeks ago, you know? So, I don't know. There's a lot of things I don't know. Um, You had me highlight Hawk finding Gerard near the waterfall. Yeah, what's he doing near the waterfall? Hawk probably just... So, here's two things. One... Uh, Gerard was probably trying to escape. The waterfall was nearby, right? No mm-hmm. big deal. Uh, Hawk, I think near the very beginning of this show, I gave Hawk a hard time. Yeah. When he just let... Was that Gerard? It was him! Wasn't it? In the hallway, right? Yes. 
He caught up with him. Finally so, caught uh, Early in the show, Hawk was like, oh, who was this man down the hallway? Oh, well. <laughs> but he got him. He tracked it all the way to... You think Hawk remembered that? Like, he, you think he remembered, like, I should have, like, pursued that further. Like, who was this man with one arm in the hallway? And I never did. And this time when Gerard escaped... Or not Gerard, uh, Mike. When he escaped, you think... Hawk was like, I'm going to get him this time. Maybe. I'm going to get him. Maybe. Or maybe Hawk doesn't let the past really bother him. Maybe. You think so? Maybe he's more enlightened. Yeah. Hawk seems like he's got his stuff together. Don't you think so? Hawk's a man of few words. He is. That doesn't always mean he's got his stuff together. Maybe that's true. Maybe I am stereotyping him because he seems like he's got his stuff together because you're right, because he's so... Stoic. He, well, that's part of your your favorite president, George Washington, right? That's true. Most people assume that he knew much more and he was so much wiser because he simply didn't say a lot. Yeah, he was a super strong. He was a super strong, uh, tall, imposing, frankly gorgeous man. <laughs> of course, he's got the answer. Even if he's sitting there going, "I don't have the answer." Oh, I don't want them to see my jacked up teeth. Let me keep my mouth shut. And everyone's like, "Look how wise this man is!" Right? <laughs> you know, it Hawk works. is like basically George Washington. So okay, so we need to sort everyone in the. And the Potter into into Hogwarts, into Hogwarts houses, houses, and then also which president are they? <laughs> I'll tell you right now, Harry S. Truman. He's no Harry S. Truman. I'm telling you right now. By the way, I noticed that he had a. He's more like a Buchanan. <laughs> Millard Fillmore, get out of here. The um, I noticed too that in Truman's office when he was looking at the woodpecker, he had a big photograph of Harry S. Truman. So oh, did he really? He did. He, I was, didn't even know. It's like it's up above his head, and I was like, I know that person. I was like, oh, that's Truman, <laughs> which debunks my theory. This is way early in the show um, that Harry S. Truman did not know that there was a president named Harry S. Truman, and that no one's ever told him. But apparently, he's aware of it. So, oh, that's one theory debunked. That's one theory debunked. One mystery yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Eric. Yes. What is your quotable quotation for this episode? mysteries that fast we did oh, unless you have some more no i don't i just okay. this is a good episode i just i was just i was just enjoying the, <laughs> I, just enjoying enjoy, the mysteries. I was just enjoy, i was just swimming in a bath of mysteries i feel all <laughs> feel so mysterious feel, <laughs> everyone's like that man he's so mysterious it's like yeah i took a bath in mysteries <laughs> okay uh my quote is from uh jerry horn uh, he says, Ben, as your attorney, your friend, and your brother, I strongly suggest that you get yourself a better lawyer. <laughs> that was such a I thought that one. was so, Well, because he's trying his best, and he reaches a point where he's like, this is beyond me, right? Oh, I'm yeah. not going to be able to help him. I did really like Jerry in this episode, like that very much, because Ben and Jerry are, are two guys that get what they want, right? Even if what they want is something that you shouldn't have, right? Right. And I like that feeling that, like, Jerry... He's trying to help his brother, but he doesn't look particularly stressed about it. Yeah. It makes me wonder if the tables were turned, if Jerry would be more stressed if he just always has that. Although, at one point, Jerry does say, I'm so depressed. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of loved that moment of Jerry just, like, really owning his emotion in that moment and just, like... (sighs) Like, knowing it and stating it. Like, Do you think he was depressed because his brother's in prison? I think he was depressed his brother's in prison and that he had to help him and he didn't know how. Oh, that's so when that's so interesting. So I got so 
when he said, so here's the deal. Jerry is visiting his brother in prison. Yeah. And then Jerry says that he, Jerry, is so depressed. I thought that was so interesting because I thought that was more of like a like a commentary on his own like um, selfishness. Uh, like imagine you're visiting a person in prison, right? Yeah. And you go to visit that person in prison you go, man, I've been feeling really depressed. Like, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, he's, just, he's there and I was like, now he, he's like talking about how bad he's feeling. Oh, I thought he yeah. was saying it as a reaction to what to was what happening. Was, like he's yeah. depressed because of his brother. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't get that vibe but that's oh. just really interesting. Like just like, I've been so, like, like even if Ben wasn't in prison, he'd just be like, yeah, it's so really. This is funny too because Brett and I uh, just recently watched a movie that had the same actor who plays Jerry Horn oh. in it. It was a movie called Commando. Have you ever seen this movie? It's is that with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. Commando, by the way, is kind of a bizarre movie, and I was going to recommend that you watch it if you had it because it's really about a dad's love for his daughter. Yes, and it if is. you hadn't seen it, and I how he will murder oceans of people to <laughs> yes. save her. Yes, Ugh. but did you remember that the actor who plays Jerry Horn is in it? No. I, he, I haven't watched it since I was in high school, but I remember he loving it. He actually has... He plays a very disturbing character in it. He plays a bad guy, but he has this very disturbing scene. The scene that just, like, haunts and chills my soul. What is where, this? I'm trying to remember. So there's... Um, so in the movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays the soldier. Real, real, let's just have a real quick tangent and talk about yeah. Commando. That's okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger plays it's a fun the soldier. Movie. Action movie. Yeah. Um, who was part of kind of like an elite special forces unit and like members of his unit are being killed off and they've kidnapped his daughter and he's going after all of Is them. Is that the one that starts with him like walking around carrying this huge log on his shoulder? Yes. I, every time. So today I was, uh, I know this is a tangent to end all tangents. I'm sorry. But like to oh, er, but, earlier. I mean, logs, to, it's kind of related. Yeah. Log, I mean, log lady. <laughs> Imagine if her log was that big. She would fall over. <laughs> but earlier today I was carrying uh, books for summer reading, like our. <laughs> Okay. up the stairs and I had it on my shoulder and I thought of that scene. Like, I'm <laughs> oh holding this giant log on his shoulder and my box was this big but I was like, boy, this is really heavy. You were like so Arnold's I wa- everyone, everyone was like, boy, you look at Everybody th- says so. Everyone was like, you looking thick in that shirt. I was like, I know, thank you. <laughs> anyway, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Anyways, um, so he's got to get his daughter back yeah. and at, at one point he ends up at an airport and um, he ends up having to steal a car and he steals the car of this young woman and the young woman ends up like becoming an ally of his and it's played by this actress she's actually a really good she's really good in the movie and she's very cute and she's actually Tommy Chong's daughter and I don't remember the name of the actress but Previously to the scene of him stealing the car, Arnold Schwarzenegger stealing the car, she's followed out to her car by the actor who plays Jerry Horn. Yeah. And he, like, follows her out to her car, and he, like, is trying to pick up on her. Oh, no. And she's, like, not interested. No, this is before Twin Peaks. This was before Pre- Twin Peaks. Because yeah, this is, like, an 80, 80s. 80s action movie. Yeah. yeah, this is an 80s action movie. And I guess it's kind of to show, like, it's a part of character development to show, like, how rotten this character is. He follows this young woman out to her car, and he's trying to pick up on her, and she's not interested, and he's like, yeah, baby, why don't you come with me? And she's like, um, no, sir, I have to go. And he calls her an, an effin' uh, W-H word. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, and, this is the eighties. Like eighties, yeah. they're tossing you and know, and he's, you know, R-rated movie, right? And People dying, yes. right? Yeah. But he says it in such a like chilling oh. way. Like it's just so scary, and just to think that he's followed her out to her car, like he could attack her at any moment. Yeah. Like I was so like I was watching this movie, and I was just so scared for her, and I was like, no, Jerry Horn. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: this this takes place in the eighties, right? Yeah. Could be within continuity. No, no, Is no, that no. Jerry Horn? Jerry like, Horn. It's like went... pre-smoked pig Jerry Horn. I was like, someone just give him some food. Give because... him, give him. Maybe that's when he's hangry. When he's hungry <laughs> and angry, he's just like. Meh. Anyways. Is that the one where, I know, we're going to stop talking about Commando. Is that the one where he's like fighting people cast. in the airport and there's like airport security and they have him describe the guy. They, they're like, what does the assailant look like? And he's describing our sword singer and he says, uh, he says, uh, he's one gigantic mother. Mother effer. Is that the one? I, I remember when I was a when I was younger. I was basically living at my friend's house all the time. I'd be like, "Where where'd that gigantic mother effer go?" And we're just talking about each other, you know. <laughs> Commando is a good movie for it being was, a like a action blood fest. It's like uh, it's like a good like action flick, and um, it's got a very bizarre soundtrack though. It's got a lot oh, of like steel drums yes. and like saxophones. It's like very weird movie. <sighs> Uh, Tess, what's your quote? (laughs) (laughs) What's your quote on the episode? Oh, my quotable quotation. Yeah, what's your quotable quotation? Is, um, I had a lot of, um... One gigantic mother effer. (laughs) And a lot of runners up, because I felt like there were a lot of good, um, quotes in this episode, and one of them was the one you picked. Mm. Uh, but I chose, um... The quote, Coop is uh, talking to Diane on his in his uh, tape recorder, and he's talking about Mike, the one ah, This man. was a runner's up for me, yeah. And he says, in another time, in another place, he might have been a shaman, a seer. In our world, he's a shoe salesman, and he lives among the shadows. Yeah. I like very that Very nice, very, very nice. Oh, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you, sir. Yeah. Here, let me give you some snaps. Snaps for everyone. Hey, listeners, if you're listening, give yourself some snaps. Yeah, go ahead. Let's all just give ourselves some snaps. Thanks so much uh, to Chris, Oblong, (laughs) Box Girl. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much to all our listeners. Hey, Hey, Eric. Who was your MVP of this episode? My MVP of this episode is Bob slash Leland Palmer. I just was really... I'm a big... So he's not a good guy, right? I think we can all agree he's probably not the best of people. But I'm a big fan of, like, he has all the information. We have all the information as the viewers. Or at least we know what's going on. But Coop and Truman do not. But I love that idea of, like, he's duping everyone. Mm. And he is, like... Loving it. He's loving it. Like, he can barely contain himself. It makes me think of... um, there was. You ever read the Scarlet Letter? <laughs> this is such a tangent. Have, I read the Scarlet Have you ever read Letter? the Scarlet Letter? I think like so. In school? Like in high school. Yeah, yeah, we had to read it in high school. I know this is so random, but and we had this to. This is a great tangent. Yeah. Well, yeah. we had we read the book and then we watched like a movie that was produced of the Scarlet Letter that happened in like the seventies. And there's like this whole thing of like um, 
did she do it? Did she not do it? Right? Like, what's going yeah. on? And I think there's, like, her ex-husband or her who was her husband. There's a scene in the movie where he's, like, saying some stuff. And he, like, leaves and just, like, laughs to himself. Like, containing it. But, like barely containing it. and that's what that's what Bob was doing like he could not he could barely like I am getting these people so bad and like that contained I can barely keep my laughter in because of these fools is so great and the way that what's the actor's name Leland oh Ray Wise Ray Wise did a great job, my friend. So, and remember, early in the season, like I was really into him too. Yeah, so, I've been I, Team Leland. I'm just so time. interested in like back when I was really into Leland because he was mourning his daughter so much. Was that Bob tricking me? Oh, or was it not Bob? You know, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Uh, who's your MVP? I had to give it to. Well. Real quick, I Coop. was I was gonna give it to Coop, all right. And Brett was like, "You can't give it to Coop. You give it to Coop almost every week." And then I was like, "He made a judgment call." Yeah, and then I was like, "Could I give it to Coop's hair?" Because Coop's hair was really on point all episode. I hadn't noticed. I have hair blindness as well. And Brett was like, "No, you're not allowed to give it to any of Coop's body parts. So <laughs> give it to Coop's arms." I chose to give it to Jerry Horn. This yeah. episode. You know what, Jerry was really just trying his best Mm -hmm. you know he was really trying to be a good lawyer he was failing yeah but you know yoda says that um you know the best teacher failure is and uh, hopefully jerry's learned a lot from this and um uh you know he had such funny moments of him trying to be a really good lawyer he made me laugh so many times and uh uh, you got to give it to Jerry Horn trying to be a good lawyer. He was well. He's a character we he don't. Was hilarious. We don't see every episode, right? No, but when he when yeah. he shows up, he really shines. Yeah, he he has great comedic timing. Um, he's a really good character actor, that actor, and um, he's a really funny little minor character, and I, I like Jerry Horn. I mean, I don't like Jerry Horn. He's a sleaze bag. Well, but. Well, same thing like Bob, right? Like, he's right. a murderer, but for, like, a TV show entertainment standpoint. He's a great entertaining great. character. He's an excellent, he's an excellent, like, villain for the show. Yeah. You know? Very cool. This has been a great episode. It right? has. How many fish and a percolator would you give it? Mm. You'd never guess. There was a fish in the percolator. I would give this episode a solid Four fish and a percolator. I, I really liked it. I also gave it yeah. a solid. I thought it moved the plot along, yes. right? I thought all the choices made. Like if Truman hadn't decided just to charge Ben, then I felt like that would have been a little out of character. And Truman, for all of his faults, I think that he's still kind of like a. He keeps his cards close to his chest, mm-hmm. and I think he's kind of a lot like. Um, Hawk, where he is a man of few words, so mm-hmm. people assume he's very wise, right? You know, <laughs> but um, you, see, you see past that. Well, I, I, I don't know. I think he has his own faults, like we all do. But no, I, th- I thought this was a really good episode, bringing things forward. It makes me excited, and it has that cliffhanger of, well, they found Maddie's body, right? Now what? This now town what? is now wrapped, racked with two unsolved, wrapped in plastic murders. You know, and yeah. as far as they know, Catherine's still missing. That's you know? right. I guess now Josie's officially missing, too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, man. The mysteries keep on coming. And we still don't know who that food critic is. Oh, Harold's dead, too. That's true. But that that's a kind of open-shut case. Yeah, that one's solved. And also, who's the father of Lucy's baby? 
Yeah. Well, that's not like a like a criminal mystery. That's a, well, that's a show. That's a, I guess. Yeah. It's still a mystery. Yeah, that's a show. I guess that is a show mystery. Also, who's Cream Corn Kid's mom? <laughs> you did see. You did say we'll see him again, right? Um, I thought you did. You do see Cream Corn Kid again. Cream Corn Kid. Yeah. The old CCK Cream Corn Kid. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for listening, our fair listeners. Uh, my name's Eric. My name is Tess. And if you wanted to email us, uh, where would they email us, Miss Samepeaksyall at gmail.com. Go ahead and send us an email. Yeah. If you prefer to tweet at us, you yep. can tweet at at sameteamyall. Uh, feel free to also listen to our mother cast. Yep. Same team, y'all, is our mother cast. That's where Eric and I talk about exciting topics in pop culture. We tell uplifting stories from the library. We share life lessons yeah. that we've we learned. We talk about how we're all on the same team and uh, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, there was something I was going to say, too. But uh, basically, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah. Were you going to say something about the coffee? No. Oh, well, yeah, I am. Uh, I was going to say, well, I think I was going to say, we'll try to maybe do it more frequently because we understand we don't do it too often but I mean maybe for Oblong Box Girl we can just for you maybe it's you <laughs> know for Chris. life happens but we still appreciate every single one of our listeners and oh uh, Norma just handed me some coffee thanks Norma and oh this coffee's hot hot oh it's nice and hot <laughs> oh. that's a hot coffee it's so hot Ooh. oh boy it's hot here it's getting hot in here. So hot, I spilled all my coffee. It's getting so hot in here. I'm spilling all my coffee. Are there any other hot songs? I don't know. Come up with another one for next episode. Uh, 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 I'll think about it. No, I can't stop thinking about it. Hot. Okay.